So the one thing that I want to do with the, this podcast is keep track of everything that's going on in the administration. Just keep a list. Okay. I mean, it, to to yeah. go along with the whole, you know, this isn't normal. Right. So hopefully, you know, I can... I've been archiving uh, the previous show's stuff, but I don't know. No, it's, I hear what you're saying, so that there's a digital record of <laughs> claims <laughs> that will later be refuted. <laughs> when a thousand because years I know what happens, be- like, with, when W was in the office... I would always be like, oh, yeah, well, he's done all this other stuff. And people would be like, well, what? And I'm, I don't fucking remember all of it. Yeah, right? <laughs> well, that's the problem with Trump. It's like a shitstorm every day. It's hard to keep track of everything. We are four ordinary Americans who happen to be atheists talking about current topics and religious nonsense. Welcome to the Profane Argument. Okay, hello everyone, and welcome to the 38th episode of Profane Argument Podcast. My name is Ray, and along with me are... Hi, I'm Karen. I'm Jared. I was just waiting to see if Ian was going to jump my spot. <laughs> I was. I knew you were going to try that, so I was, I was extra patient today. This is Ian. <laughs> uh, we are live streaming to YouTube, and uh, we start recording somewhere around 9 p.m. We're a little early tonight, but uh, that's just because we all got online on time. Uh, if anyone would like to uh, listen to the show and make a comment, you can follow us on Twitter at ProfaneArg, and you can tweet something at us, and we might respond. Uh, you can also listen to us on Google Play, iTunes, SoundCloud, wherever you like to get your uh, RSS-fed podcast. So I guess today there's a, there's a whole lot of things to, to cover that's happened in the last week, but uh, I, I don't even have a list of everything that happened today. So many things have happened. So I guess we'll just start off with the news of the day. A lot of these things, I, I, a few of these things, I don't think are going to get a whole lot of traction. But so one thing that I wanted to mention was Brexit. Mm. I don't know if you guys heard, but they they determine. I don't know who they is actually. I don't I don't understand how the UK law works. It's very similar to maybe well, Karen does. Yeah, it's, it's similar <laughs> to ours. So the Supreme Co- the Supreme Court decided that they could not Brexit with just a popular vote and a prime minister. That the the parliament Thank has you, to parliament. take a vote. Yeah, the, the parliament has to has a say, and they get they have to vote on it as well. So it, goes so back it might to not it. happen oh. now. Might not happen. Can if it doesn't happen, can Guy unresign and replace Theresa May? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. No. Oh, that would be a shame because this is this is the year of the crazy leaders. <laughs> that woman is out of control. She is. I actually don't know what she's been doing. She came out. I was watching an interview with her about apparently there was a, a missile test gone awry recently, and she knew about it, but it was held. It, the information was withheld from the public and withheld from the House of Commons. And then she spoke in front of the House of Commons trying to, you know, get more funding for this missile program after she knew about this uh, incident where they accidentally fired some missiles towards the United States. Oh. Wow. Um, and, uh, yeah, the guy interviewing her is like, did you know beforehand? And she was like, lies, lies, lies. Oh, she was like, talk about something else? And mm-hmm. he was like, what about this? What about the, did you know? And she was like, talk about something else? And she was like, did you know? Talk about something else? Did you know? Unrelated banter? And he was like, <laughs> all right, if you're not going to answer my question, I'm just going to move on. <laughs> 
<laughs> I take that as a yes, since you're yeah, not going to answer. <laughs> it's, it's like there were all these, like, international Trump-style sleeper cell leaders that have all woken, been activated by some <laughs> sort of evil overlord all at once in the Philippines and in, in, in England. And now Trump, just their pop. Oh, and in uh, that, uh, the, the, the leader in Turkey. Uh, just huh, what's right. going on yeah. <laughs> uh another thing that happened today israel announced 2500 new settlements <laughs> in the west bank <laughs> apparently uh, emboldened by trump's uh trump's wanting to move the uh the embassy into jerusalem oh no they decided, yeah, we're just going to keep... Not only are we not going to back off the settlements, we're putting 2,500 more in. And it wouldn't be so bad if they were just, you know, building houses in open land. But they go in and they bulldoze other people's houses. Yeah. And then put houses on top of the bulldozed remains of said houses. And they don't compensate them for it. They just bulldoze them. It doesn't Classic seem fair. Jews. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes! See? I'm I'm super anxious about that because I feel mm -hmm. like I'm perhaps not informed enough about that region to know what's why everybody's doing what they're doing. But yeah, I I cannot wait to see what Hamas is going to do. And by I cannot wait, I mean I am really dreading. Yeah, yeah. whatever it is they're going to come up with. Well, I commend all of you for paying attention to what's going on in the rest of the world because I cannot get past what's going on in our own country. <laughs> To even care or investigate what's going on in other countries. <laughs> well, that might be it uh, that, <laughs> in the in the news today. The only other thing that I had that I saw just today, other than the Trump stuff, well, this kind of leads into the Trump stuff, is uh, Comey, the director of the FBI. Right. Apparently, uh, Trump has said, yeah, you can keep your job. Just stay on. Uh, you messed over Hillary and helped me get this job. So apparently that's good enough to uh, to keep him employed there. Wow. Yeah. Oh, who didn't see that coming? I wasn't sure. I, I really wasn't sure. I'm not surprised. No, but... but uh, it's unusual. It's bold. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite Comey thing, though, is still when he testified in front of Congress about he, you know, can't talk about ongoing investigations. Oh, I know. That <laughs> was amazing. Piece of shit. <laughs> I can't testify to that. I can just leak it to the press. Yeah. <laughs> what else happened today in the world of the United States? Lots of <laughs> executive land. orders out today. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that there is. I don't have. I have a list of executive orders, but I don't have in what order they came out. Uh, I think I, I don't do. think it really matters. There was an executive order to ease the regulatory burdens of Obamacare, so basically frees up their uh, repeal of Obamacare. Basically lifts uh, fiscal burden, so they can just go ahead and make changes. I don't really understand how this it makes it. Uh, makes it easier well it also um delays enacting of any anything new it's yeah this is all just kind of pre-work to actually you know getting rid of obamacare or aca um there was an order imposing a hiring freeze on federal government workers mm -hmm. uh excluding the military of course there was an order that will begin withdrawing the uh, tpp america will no longer be participating in that well, we were, which cracks me up because we weren't going to anyway I mean, it wasn't going to pass Congress, so right. You know, him, you know, saying that was meaningless. A lot of anyway. progressives like that move, though. Yeah. I, I mean, listen, I don't understand enough about trade to know if it was a good or bad thing. <laughs> that's that's really where I'm at. I don't understand enough about what this would do. I do understand some of the negative that has come from NAFTA, 
but yeah, it's way too complicated for to really get a good grasp on it. I have a day job. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't I can't keep up. But uh, this this does allow Trump to say that it was him. Right. Even though we probably weren't going to participate in it anyway, now he can say, well, I put that executive order through and it was me. Well, Take since he takes credit yeah. for everything, it really doesn't matter. <laughs> you know, eventually yeah. it's all going to be a wash. <laughs> but it's it, <laughs> but, but facts matter. And, you know, <laughs> what? What country do you live in? <laughs> Sorry, I forgot. So the next one on the list is an order to reinstate the Mexico City policy, which I have no idea why it's named that. But it basically puts a ban on federal funds on any group that performs abortions or lobbies to legalize or promote abortion. Internationally, yeah. Internationally. So any international group that gets federal money can no longer even mention abortion to their patients. This was a policy... Originally instituted by Reagan, but apparently it's gone in and out depending on which uh, party has been in office. Yeah, that's what I read, that this flip-flops all the time. That's what, And everybody was making a big deal about it. I'm like, you just dealt with it with Bush, so it's not yeah. something new. Yeah. yeah. And then the last thing on the list was just today, two orders to restore the uh, Keystone XL pipeline, the building of the pipeline, and the Dakota Access pipeline. So both pipelines are good to go at this point. Um, oh. That's all I have in the list. I don't know if the I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm going off of Fox News, so I don't know. How yeah, he also this did is. another one saying that the pipeline must hire Americans and all the equipment and the manufacturing of the pipe itself must be done in the U.S. Right. But what people seem to not be talking too much about is the fact that he's invested in Dapple, that he has money invested in that company. Dakota so, Access Pipeline. <laughs> yeah. So how is this not? A conflict of interest. Well, he's already been sued for um, breaking the emolument clause of the Constitution. Oh, really? By, yeah. Jared, he's totally divestive of that. Didn't you see that giant stack of papers in front of him? Oh, yes, I did. <laughs> totally divested. He has no conflicts of interest. And he didn't know about that before, or? <laughs> <laughs> Which is also a possibility. No mention, <laughs> also no mention of the fact that just yesterday, there was a, a leak on one of these pipelines in Canada, 200,000 gallons, or I think it was liters, so a little less, 200,000 liters of crude oil spewed out into a lake somewhere in remote Canada. <sighs> well, so that leads safe. into the next one that, that, that Ray missed, uh, speeding mm. up environmental review and regulations mm. to the point where- I heard something be- about that, but I didn't get the details. Uh, oh, well, they, they, because there is too. no details. They have no details mm. on it yet, other than saying like- yeah, give us a call and we'll give you an answer that day. Yeah. If you can do it oh, or not. Right. And who was it? Um, so there was a gag order on the EPA and another agency that protects us and protects our water. I forget which one it was. Not the Department of Energy. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that water. Yeah, yeah, we don't need that. If something happens, Nestle will be more than happy to provide you with all the water you need <laughs> for the low, low price of whatever they want. Yeah. Okay. Then, Ray, I don't know if you had on your list the FCC appointment. This this wasn't an executive order, but... No, I did not oh, see it. This is the best. You guys like the internet? Oh, right. Yeah, it's going away. <laughs> well, it's going to be a lot more expensive. Yeah. Well, for like, say like us, like yeah. say like we got popular and whoever hosts your internet says, well, we don't like the, what you guys are saying about religion. We're going to throttle your shit back unless you pay us extra money because he is appointing Ajit Pai. Is the guy's name? 
and he hates net neutrality big time and he's gonna head up the fcc yes uh so we should get I, the million I should have known the appointment was going to be ironic <laughs> yes it <laughs> they have, it's 100 percent so far so we should have the million troll march in uh in washington <laughs> soon this is i mean could it, it's over this is over pack it in well, boys and girls yeah. Uh-huh. We'll get through this. Yeah, I'm with Jared. I'm okay. I'm ready to give up. <laughs> I'm not a fighter. I'll just roll over. It's <laughs> fly on the ground like a slug. I'm. A, I mean, listen. I'm a fighter, but it's just so much in one week. I was not expecting all of this. Yeah, it it is an awful lot. Yeah. On top of the inauguration numbers and the lying and the woman's march, I mean, like it's just a lot to digest in one week. Yeah. Well, the, wo- the Women's March was a good thing. No, no, I but mean, I'm talking crap. about their response to it. Oh, yeah. So let's get into the numbers a little bit, because that's the first uh, thing that I have on the list from this last week. Trump came out and basically said that uh, his numbers were the best numbers. <laughs> his numbers were the biggest so numbers. Good. He had more than a, what did he say? It was like more than a million people on the mall. Or... A million to a million and a half, he said. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, apparently the a p- bunch of, well, everyone uh, came out, came back and said, yeah, why don't we compare that to, I don't know, reality? Let's <laughs> take a look at the pictures from uh, when Obama was inaugurated. And um, it, the pictures are obvious. But then his press secretary, uh, mm-hmm. Sean... Spicer. What? Yeah, Spicer. Came out and basically said, well, didn't take any questions from the press, but said that it's really bad that the news is debating this. Obviously, these were the biggest numbers ever. Basically just came out and flat out lied for the biggest entire time. numbers to date, both... Both at the inauguration and worldwide witnessing the inauguration. Mm-hmm. But I'm just... Oh, sorry. I'm already stunned because this makes me so filled with rage joy or joy rage. I don't know how to <laughs> how to label it. Because this... You know, everybody, you know, fired back at him for this. Like, this is... I don't know how you could say this. You know, it's clearly untrue. Everything that he said in his conference was untrue. And then, was it uh, Chuck Todd? Yes. That came out and was like, he was just dishing out the business. And then personalized personal superhero and part-time toy soldier, Kellyanne Conway. Blueberry farmer. Oh, my God. Her costume at the inauguration was my favorite thing in the whole world. She was amazing. Oh, my goodness. I just, I absolutely kind of love her and absolve her of all her crimes but she said no she is the mastermind that is going to destroy the world Ian she does not get a pass for she absolutely gets a pass she is based on the hypothetical scenario that you put forward to us she is the 50 million dollar person that I dreamed I could be except not only does she have to be pro Trump all the time like anybody who's attached to Trump she has to come to their aid she invented this new alternative facts phrase and then the most important part when chuck todd was like we looked at the the images you know we know how many people how much the mall can hold how much this space can hold and you know it's roughly you know five hundred thousand people nowhere near a million and a half like he is claiming she says well there's really no way to quantify crowd size. <laughs> oh my goodness! That's the best thing I've ever heard. Meanwhile, to whoever I'm speaking to, I don't know how many people co-host this show with me. There's really no way to quantify that. 
could be could be ten, could be a hundred. I mean, I'd like to thank our million listeners out there, making us such a popular podcast. You, well, no way to quantify crowd numbers. I don't know if she's if aware. Only mathematics would invite invent counting sometime soon. There's a thing they have crowd scientists who figure shit like this out. There's no way to quantify numbers. That's well, amazing. <laughs> well, the I, best part I is agree th- with your sentiment that if we could take her out of any sort of political power whatsoever, put her in a glass box so we could just watch what she comes up with, <laughs> then she can be a national treasure off in the corner. That would be fine. <laughs> the best oh, part about goodness. this story, though, is that the word on the street is, is that the woman's march infuriated him to no end. Yes. yes. And... That he told Sean Spicer to get out there and say that his numbers were big, bigger than Obama's, bigger than Reagan's, which is fucking insane. Yeah. Uh, and sh- supposedly, again, I don't know, this person was not named, I think it was an article from Politico or something like that, that Sean Spicer was like, I can't, we, that's not a good idea. We <laughs> should go out there and be talking about policy and, and, you know, and trying to stick to good things. And Trump was like, nope. Do it and do it now. So you can just see Spicer out there, like, just fumbling the ball left and right. Well, he looked pissed, first of all. He's all hunched up and his suit looks too big and he looks uncomfortable. That's that's his gimmick. That's I think that's why he got the job and not Corey Lewandowski, who I was really surprised didn't get Mm -hmm. the job. Spicer gets feisty and Trump likes that. But But you could imagine – you you imagine he's got a little – Bits of Trump spittle on him from Trump shouting at him while he's doing this. I mean, <laughs> he had to have just got in his face. Well, I learned some he... interesting things about Sean Spicer over the week. Yeah. Did you know that he had a five-year-long Twitter war with Dippin' Dots? Yes, still yes, going I on. Saw that. How dare <laughs> they claim to be the ice cream of the future? If they were the ice cream of the future, they wouldn't be losing so much revenue. But it's a one-way war. Dippin Dots. But they never respond yeah. to him. It's no, they don't bizarre. care. No, no one cares. <laughs> No one cares that the Washington National Stadium was out of vanilla-flavored Dippin' Dots and he was angry about it. (laughs) (laughs) This was actually a conversation I just had today because I'm in training, so obviously we couldn't keep it off of Trump. (laughs) Oh, again? Yeah, so... Man, they're just hitting you up with training. But this... uh, this Today's argument was, well, who cares? Who cares that Trump... That the President of the United States wants to lie about the numbers who are on the mall. Who cares that his press secretary wasted time of everyone in the room about the numbers who were... Their argument was, well, it doesn't matter. Of course it matters. If you can lie about small things, how do we know you're not lying about big things? We have to assume you are lying about the big things since you're lying about the stupid-ass small things. Well, Come on. Let's just keep in mind, it only doesn't matter to 27% of the country. Sure. (laughs) <laughs> All right. There's yeah. more of us than there are of them. That's the sad fact of it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so to say that, to be like, well, the, the important people care. You don't care. You're a fucking moron. You voted for them. Yeah. Yeah, I don't understand how they can knock. What do they need to take away for the people to care? These people to care? He has to be. The, Fo- only, the only way that, that he's going to Football and Bud Light? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the other interesting thing that I, I, the conclusion I came to over the week is that to a Trump supporter and voter, this is akin to their favorite football team winning yes, and, and your favorite football team lost. So when they hear us bitch and complain and be like, listen, man, this is crazy. This shouldn't be happening. They're like, oh, suck it up. The fucking Eagles lost. Get over it. You know, <laughs> and to us, it's like there's way more important shit going on here. 
like our lives. And like to them, it's just like my favorite team won. What's the big deal? You know, yeah. and that's scary. And they it, he just feeds into that. That definitely is uh, that that completely fits the attitude that I I witnessed. A lot of what you get instead of an argument back about you know, the merits of something or whatever the whatever you're talking about, they get well, it's better than Hillary. That's not an argument, and it's irrelevant. Well, because they have it's there's no facts to back up anything they could say. Because no. what did he say the whole time he was campaigning? Nothing. Nothing. He was just like, I'll Go make it wall. better. Okay. <laughs> Good enough for me for my fucking pea sized brain. <laughs> So the other thing that we can thank Kellyanne Conway for is the idea of alternative facts. She is now labeled anything that they want to come up with, any lie that they or any any fact they want to dispute in any way. Well, we just have alternative facts. Now, the alternative (laughs) facts are apparently just made up and whatever Trump wants to hear is the way I'm taking it. That's kind of the scariest part of this for me is is whatever Trump wants – people to believe it's always about the ratings and however you want to describe it it's about you know the most people the biggest party whatever the hell it is it's always about him it's always about his narcissism yeah yeah i as much as i just said about kellyanne conway before i almost am giving her a pass on this one and let me explain why (laughs) (laughs) the alternative facts thing let me let me explain why uh, sure. While I love alternative facts and it's it's true, it's in the case, I feel that is not what she meant to say because Chuck Todd was really grilling her on why would Sean Spicer come out and lie on his first appearance. And she kept dodging the question. And, and to Chuck's uh, credit, he would not give up. And I think what she was in trying to imply was like he used different data or something to that effect. Like we got our numbers from a different place or something to that effect. And it just came out. Stupid sounding as alternative facts. Now, I love it. <laughs> I love it. I just don't feel that like they're all sitting around going, well, we have facts and then we have our facts. Like, I mean, they do, but they're not saying that. And I, I really think she meant to say data or getting numbers from somewhere else or something to that effect. All right, Either so way, me- love it. The, the view from Trump's point of view, looking up them all, it didn't look like there were a bunch of empty seats. He couldn't see it. So, yeah, he thinks the picture is fake and he thinks that everything is a lie because his own eyes told him that it was the biggest crowd ever, despite the fact that he wasn't at any of the other biggest crowds ever from that vantage point. But that doesn't matter because what he saw personally, because it feeds his ego, is it was the biggest crowd ever. Well, that's the scary thought. Is he? Yeah. Is he actually lying or does he actually believe that? I think, I think he's. I think he's falling into the Kim. Kim. What is his name? Kim, Kim Jong Un. Yeah. yeah. He's, that he's, he's buying that. into his own bullshit at this. Oh point. my god! So we're gonna we're falling into. I get a hole in one every time I go territory. Yeah. Or, absolutely. Every time I golf, absolutely. I Trump is a seventy-one-year-old affluenza kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I believe but that he he hits a golf ball, and because it goes out of his sight, it must have gone in the hole naturally. Well, I don't know yeah. what's scarier. <laughs> the, if he if he's just straight up lying or if he actually believes his shit, because like if he believes his shit, then he could be like, well, I can fire a nuclear missile off. I'm Trump. I can. It'll be fine because I always he, win. Somebody sent him a picture of the inauguration carefully positioned to just show the really big crowd that was up front. And he's posting – he's hanging it in the White House. He po- he tweeted, tweeted about this earlier today. You should go to it's, – it's interesting because it's it's at, at real Donald Trump, not at POTUS. Right. <laughs> but, yeah, he actually – somebody sent him a photograph and he's framing he, – hanging it in the White House. 
So I'm going to move on because we could just rail on this all day, but uh, I'm kind of moving on. The next thing that I have is another one of his appointees uh, lying while under oath. Betsy DeVos, the uh, Secretary of Education nominee. (laughs) So she was specifically asked during the hearing about money that was given to the Family Research Council. Um, The Family Research Council has been named by the Southern Poverty Law Center as an anti-LGBT hate group. Hmm. And supposedly their billionaire family gave $6.1 million to the Family Research Council. Right. And just uh, their billions came from Amway, if you want to hate them more. Well, Amway and uh, Blackwater. And Blackwater, sure. Well, that's her brother, but yeah. Yeah. But that's the, I mean, part of the family. Um, So she specifically said that she had nothing to do with that. She was in no way associated with the the foundation at the time. So there's a guy named Jeremy Scahill who has the, apparently he had done some research on his uh, book, Blackwater. He had the paperwork in front of him at the time while watching the hearing and started tweeting out how DeVos just told Senator Hassan that she wasn't on the board. Here's the evidence that she was. She was not only on the board, she was the vice president at the time that the money was given. At the very end of the hearing... The uh, ranking Democrat on the committee went back to Hassan, who proceeded to reference the 990 tax forms that were brought up, and Devos said that, oh, that had to have been a typo. I wasn't actually there. That was a uh, a clerical error on the paperwork. I wasn't actually the, the vice president at the time. Now, I can believe that it's a figurehead position and she doesn't actually go to the meetings, but she's on the board. Sure. But she was... <laughs> she was... <laughs> On the paperwork, on yeah. their tax paperwork that was filed as yeah. vice president at the time. Yes. Which that sounds like an me- alternative fact to me. Yeah. <laughs> no, wait, it sounds like the billionaire version of mobsters. Like, mm. this council is going to need two no-shows and two no-works. <laughs> <laughs> and it's probably a double-edged sword. If she was not an, if she was listed on the paperwork as a vice president and she wasn't acting as a vice president, that's probably against the... the, the Against the law for the the Form 990 PF or whatever, the heck it, whatever it was, it's, it's against the tax documents. Right. So either way, she should be in trouble. Is, do you guys really right. think See, this is going to matter? That's no, the thing. In this not. long list of demoralizing events, there's no consequences for this. Yeah. None. Yeah, likely. But this is, like I said, uh, right as we started recording, this is something that I want to do at the podcast, is keep track of all these little things, because this administration is not normal. No. (laughs) They they keep trying to normalize it and say, well, you know, just give him a chance, and, well, you you don't like him just because he's Republican, and, yeah, no. You know, I I, I was... This is a little off track, but... I went back and recently been watching 30 Rock. Okay. You remember that show? Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> and the show started out in 2007 and obviously went through most of Obama's uh, t- uh, presidency. But in the 2007 part, there is a ton of jokes about George Bush and the Republicans and this and that. And I'm looking at it and I'm getting wistful for the days of George Bush. <laughs> yeah. Like, I want to go find that meme. Uh, it was against me? Obama, but it was a meme that had Bush, and it said, miss me yet? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, <Yes>. I do. <laughs> Please come back. Did you see him fighting his poncho? 
I loved it. I was like, God damn it, George, I want you back. <laughs> you goofy idiot. What I wouldn't give. <laughs> yeah, to be oh. launched into a 17-year war, a never-ending war. Mm. No, thank you. That guy was the, a monster. <sighs> he was an equivalent monster. No, equivalent? I know it seems wistful. Yes. Cheney was the monster. That's fine. I, I, I can't say equivalent. That administration was equivalently sinister. Well, I guess yeah. that remains to see. We're only a week into this dipshit's fucking <laughs> yeah, presidency. Absolutely. So, you know, it's, I guess it's hard to say. But as of right now, like in the past week, I'm like, this seems a hundred times worse than the eight years I spent with Bush. <laughs> but we'll see. You could be right. Yeah. I don't think you I, are. I think so. Oh, you're maybe, giving him maybe. a chance, aren't you? What's that? <laughs> you're giving him a chance, aren't you? I, no, I think what it might be is like at least Bush and Cheney had the decency to hide their corruption to an extent <laughs> or gloss it over when they handed me the shit sandwich. Like right. Trump's, Trump's like, this is the shit sandwich and you're eating it. Eat it. Right. And you <laughs> smile, smile, yeah. smile. <laughs> and it's the best shit sandwich you ever had. Well, yeah, I was going to say that. I mean, force is what he has. All they had to do was every time they wanted to feed you a shit sandwich or commit a crime was go, sorry, Terra level orange. Yeah, you're true. And everybody went, what? Terror level orange? Oh, no. What does that mean? Right, and then, yeah. Turns out we're, we're not, we didn't see terror level orange until Trump got involved. Nice. To circle back to Betsy DeVos, um, my favorite little tidbit about her was the thing about the guns in schools. And the grizzlies? And the grizzly yeah. bears. Yeah. They had what? The, yeah, she said that um, – well, she was asked about whether it's ever appropriate for a uh, gun to be in, a, in an American school. And she said, well, when we were just talking about this so-and-so senator from Wyoming, I mean, they had grizzly bears there. They might have – they might need to defend the students against grizzly bears. Oh, my God. Oh, what's yeah. even worse – what's worse We about, should have but what's even, guns in, in our – What's even oh. worse about that? Guess who she was saying it to? Uh, that lady he, from Arizona who was shot. No, no, no. Well, yeah. you're close. You well, are very close, but it's Good way guess. worse. It was the <laughs> senator from Connecticut who is – Oh, my goodness. Yeah, who's entirely opposed against guns because of Sandy Hook. Yeah. yeah. That's – Like, he was well, appalled. He was like, you're really telling me – he was just like, I can't even talk to you. That's <laughs> amazing. That's, that's – I mean, that's some next-level stuff. Grizzly bear attacks. You, yeah. know, you know our elementary schools. It's like a freaking country bear jamboree around there. <laughs> just she looked like a be deer armed. caught in the headlights, though. She really did. <laughs> well, like she just. Looked- she's just. A, she's a random heiress. Yeah, a billionaire heiress who they're like, you be in charge of something. She's like, I don't have any experience. All I got is unlimited money. That's good <laughs> enough for this administration. Get in oh, there. And, and don't forget, she has got a whole heap and pile of Jesus behind her. Oh yeah. She is a zealot. Yeah. Al Franken read her the fucking riot act as well. Yeah, that's actually yeah. I had that under good news, uh, but uh, we'll, I'll, I'm definitely going to put a link on the website for this. There is a whole I don't know if it's a full transcript, but it is a fairly lengthy conversation between Al Franken and her. And man, he just ripped her a new one. <sighs> Um, he was absolutely glorious in the way he did it too, because he did it so polite and just using facts and stating, "Well, that's just not so." Several times and he outlanguaged her. <laughs> yeah, he, did. he really he was like did. a language ninja, just dancing around, stabbing her. <laughs> I definitely link cuts. that up because it is definitely worth worth a read, if if not a watch. I think there might be a video on there. Uh, the next thing that I wanted to bring up was something that uh, at first, so I heard this uh, from one of my coworkers that uh, he had just named his uh, nominee for Secretary of the Air Force, 
And being ex-Air Force, this immediately caught my attention, and they started describing the person that he had nominated. Representative Heather Wilson from New Mexico. And I'm like, okay, I don't know anything about her. And they started describing it, and she uh, is Air Force Academy. She went to Oxford for a while. She was in the Air Force. She was an officer in the Air Force. She so, you know, served in the military. She has since been a Republican representative. She's ran for the Senate twice, uh, failed both times to get the vote uh, for, from New Mexico. But everything about her, like everything that was in the original article, it was like, oh, well, she's a standard Republican person and she's got military background. Okay, that it actually made sense. It made perfect sense to me. I didn't see anything wrong. But because it was a Trump appointment, <laughs> I decided to do a little bit more research and found an article that uh, I'll post up and a corresponding article with a whole bunch of references. So apparently her husband, there's an investigation, there was an investigation on her husband for sexually touching a young boy who he was he was he's an attorney and he was representing this boy he what? invited the boy over to his home gave him like pizza popcorn and discuss his case yeah. and apparently at some point during the evening he touched his rear end and yeah. i don't know how like there's no real description he, it might have just been like a a football pat kind of thing you know what i mean but yeah. or like it a good been, game Right. See or in court. It could have now, been. It could have been worse. Now, this was back in 1993, maybe a little bit before that, and he's never been charged. So let's get Correct. that out there. Um, he is innocent until proven guilty. So all all that applies. But what she did next is what's the well, important part, right? But so the boy then immediately felt uncomfortable. He immediately went and told people there was an investigation. No charges were brought up against him, but. The boy said he felt uncomfortable, and from what he described, the uh, the FBI referred to it as possible grooming action. That you get the basically the person gets the kid used to you touching them, so that you're grooming them to go further. Now, good lord, I That's don't, I can't even say that he thought. did that. Yeah, I have no. no idea if he did that. There's no, I mean, it's it's really just what the kid said. I have no reason to doubt the kid either. How old was the kid when this happened? Sixteen, I think. Um, somewhere in there. I thought oh. it was. I thought he was a little younger, but it's somewhere in that area. No, yeah. Sixteen. He's sixteen. Okay. I just found it. Okay. okay. I'm just. I was just trying to get an idea of why anybody's, what kid's parents would let him go to a lawyer by himself. Oh, he was. Uh, he didn't have parents. He was a ward of the state, and this oh. guy was his uh, lawyer. Oh, easy so he, pickings, as they call them in the community, right? Yes, right. he was lived in a group home, and um, this guy, the husband, was um, his lawyer. And so I'm trying to find when it was that his wife, Heather Wilson, I can't find when it was, but she was appointed the head of the New Mexico Department of Children, Youth, and Family uh, shortly after her husband had been investigated. 98, I think? 96? 96. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So on her third day in office... She removed the department case file on her husband. <laughs> she completely removed it from the office. And they let um, her do this? Oh, she they went didn't... to the filing cabinet and pulled it out. Okay, so it wasn't like an official thing. She just grabbed it. Correct. Yeah. A little smash and grab operation. Yeah. She grabbed it and left. Uh, she took it and it, so that they couldn't... They couldn't use it. So uh, apparently they they called her on it, and she was like, I never did that. It never happened. And then with, I think it was 
within a month, definitely within the same year, she later said that, okay, yeah, I did that. Why would she I admit to get that? rid of the file? She, she moved the file into, like, the, the archives or something. And nothing happened to her, right? Nothing has happened to her. No. She, ah. she quit her position at the, uh, what was it, the Family Children... Youth, children, youth, and family. Children, yeah. youth, and family. Yeah, the Mexico Department. Yeah, she she left her position. Um, so no files were, nothing was, no no charges were filed. There was nothing ever done to either one of them. How no. did she get the job in the first place? She was appointed. But who appointed her? Didn't someone go? Hey, isn't your husband up on charge? <laughs> well, he, he wasn't, wasn't up in, on charge. Right, he wasn't at the time. Right, they were. It was just an investigation. It never. Right, it was, it was never an open investigation. There's no charges. Well, even right. investigations like this could be a bad thing. But if so, but at that point, was anything happening to him? Why would she grab the file if there was nothing going on? Uh, to keep it out of public record. Anything from yeah. happening? Yeah. <sighs> People are just hard. I was gonna say. <laughs> have you not learned anything from our first two stories, Jared? Conflict of interest? <laughs> no big deal. Yeah. I, so I, I, hopefully, this will come up. I mean, I'm sure, sure. nobody's nobody he, broke a law here, right? So he might not have done anything. He might have done something inappropriate. We don't know that. We'll, we'll never know that. She did something inappropriate, but was never charged. But did she break a law? So. I hope so. I'm pretty confident that there's should be laws that say if you are the head of this department, you can't physically steal files from this department and destroy <laughs> cases on your own. See, Just I don't mind, know if Ian, there's you live in a country where there's no law of our president uh, having businesses and shit like that. Yeah. Their suggestions. Yeah, yeah, I don't know that there's a specific law that she could have been charged on. Uh, however, even if it were the case, it's been so long now that there's no way. I think it's more of an ethics committee kind of uh, ethics violation yes. than anything else. So was, will anything was, happen? No, because no. Trump's in charge and everybody can get away with anything, they think. So I did hear that just you know back one person, Betsy DeVos's second hearing or you know, next hearing was delayed because of the ethics report came in. So that's... Potentially a bombshell. Who knows? Or Is that just, in regards you know, to her to her being on that board or something else? It, who knows? Mm. It hasn't been released. So, but the ethics report was completed, and now it's, her hearing has been delayed. So, well, since she was specifically caught in a lie, either mm -hmm. in a lie or involved in falsifying tax re reports, mm. I mean, there should be something from that. Yeah, but. Uh, Again, upside down. We live in the upside down. It'll be fine. She'll get through. It's solid gold. His, yeah. I, I mean, just overall, the of the appointments, I loved the fact that when they started doing confirmation hearings, that the Democrats were like, how sad is it that the one appointee whose nickname is Mad Dog is the most reasonable, most qualified of the bunch? <laughs> that I'm not <laughs> sure about that. He might be one of two. He definitely right. is is on my list of I don't that's fine. And he was the only one that legitimately couldn't take the job till they had to change a law. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. yeah. Uh but I can't remember her name. Uh, Mitch McConnell's wife. Cho. Oh, Chu. Susan Cho? Yeah. Susan Chu, something like that. But uh she made sense. What about the UN ambassador woman? What's her name? Oh, the Indian from South Carolina. Yeah. Um, um yeah. She didn't seem like a bad person, just unqualified for the job. <laughs> Yeah. I was busy looking up Elaine Chow. <laughs> Chow, okay. Yeah, I don't remember her name either, but yeah, she she's on the list of Okay, so there's there's, there's three now, right? <laughs> well, they right. all have No, we're settling though because they all have something fundamentally wrong with them. Mad Dog, his nickname is Mad Dog. That, yeah, <laughs> but he didn't give himself that. 
Yeah, and I no. fear that he's actually a somewhat well. He's you know he's a he's a war guy. There's no getting around that. Like he's yeah. not crazy. That, like Flynn but, is crazy. <laughs> but that position is supposed to be a not warmonger position. He's supposed to be the the balanced guy. He's not balanced. He's that is true. However, of a Republican appointment, right. we're just saying comparatively yeah. to the other appointees. <laughs> yeah, sure. He's no Jefferson <laughs> Beauregard Sessions. <laughs> true. <laughs> But again, settling. He he's not so bad. He's still bad. Karen, we gotta take what we can get. All right, Jesus. All right. All right. So speaking of settling, it's possible that well, there's been uh, a lot of talk about the Supreme Court appointment, and the name that is heading the list right now is Judge Neil Gorsuch. He is highly regarded, but uh, known conservative. I've, I looked at I looked at his background quite a bit, and there's not a whole lot that I mean. He's got a conservative. He's a conservative judge. There's no question about that. The only the only big thing is that he is known for upholding religious liberty rights in the legal battles over Obamacare. Yeah. So wherever Obamacare, the Hobby Lobby stuff. Yeah. Right. That was that's what he's really known for. Yeah, so, yeah, it's not good. Again, <laughs> he's not good, but of the people that could be picked. <laughs> <laughs> he's no Scalia? <laughs> I, no, he might be. He, he's heading that way, yeah. No. How old is well, he? This, 49. Oh, oh, okay. It can't be that bad. Uh, but it, the, it, <laughs> No, he can be a super conservative, though, that's going to be there for a very, very long time. I'd well, rather he be 79, honestly. <laughs> I don't know. It, it seems like a double-edged, like, or a, an if or something like that, because if he was old, then he's got backwards ways, but he won't be there long. True. If he's young, he might be a little bit more progressive, but he's going to be there a long time. <laughs> <laughs> well, he once described the Roe versus Wade decision as the worst abomination in the history of constitutional law. All right, I hate law. him. He needs to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go. How's that? Wow. I mean, is That's that really a possibility the that they'll get rid of that? Mm-hmm. Roe versus Wade. They don't have the, yeah, they don't have the numbers right now. Well, the Supreme Court is usually loath to counter, contradict previous rulings. Yeah, I don't see how they could. There would have to be another case that would come up that would have to contradict it in some way. Well, um, find it would a be new tricky. precedent would have to be set. Yeah, mm-hmm. legally it would be very tricky to do in any case. All you have to do is, is get a couple of scientists to get up on the stand and say that you know from – Two weeks on, um, the the uh, zygote can feel pain. There you go. Well, can't we get scientists that refute that? <laughs> sure, but if you got people on the court who are already predisposed and think it's the worst abomina- abomination in the history of constitutional law, you give them a straw, they'll take it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> can someone fight Karen on this so I can sleep better tonight? <laughs> <laughs> well, I I don't think I don't know how a case is going to another case is going to get to the Supreme Court. Like, I don't know how they would accept a case that would right. be in contradiction to Roe versus Wade. It's it's a settled, at this point, it's, it's settled a settled law. argument. The only way that the Republicans or the conservatives can fight against it is the way they are whittling down other aspects. Well, that's the thing about if they do overturn Roe versus Wade, it then goes, it doesn't outlaw abortions across the country. It just makes it. The, the the feds don't have a law about it, so it's up to the states again. So in places like California and um, I don't know, where else is it safe to be in the country Oregon. at the moment? 
Oregon, sure. Good old Portland. (laughs) (laughs) So in in those states, it will still be safe and legal and available. But in South Carolina and Texas, they're they're screwed. And it's always the people. (laughs) Well, they are screwed now. That's another problem. But you know, in places where in in place in in the states that are conservative, yeah, there won't be abortions available. So it will divide the country again in. Places that the rich people can go to get abortions and homegrown abortions in every other state. Yeah, isn't there? Wasn't there just a state this week? I, I'm sure it was a K state, Kansas, Kentucky, or something like that, that mm-hmm. only had two abortion clinics and they just shut one of them down. So now there's one oh, yeah. in the whole fucking state. Yeah, that sounds that, that, reasonable. And by reasonable, I mean I believe you. <laughs> yeah, I understood. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Mississippi. That we just uh, were looking at a thing on Mississippi. They there's only five abortion clinics in Missis- in this entire state at this point, mm-hmm. and two of them are within two thousand feet of a school. Right. Um, because it's a medical, it's a medical facility. So there's many medical facilities within range, within 2,000 feet of the school. Um, there's a dentist's office. There's uh, a chiropractor. There's uh, like there's a whole bunch of different offices, and one of them is a is a women's clinic. And so they're putting through an act in Mississippi to make it illegal to have an abortion clinic within 2,000 feet of a school. But, but the best part, it wasn't it tacked onto uh, the sexual predator law. So you cannot have, you know, sex somebody that's a registered sex offender living within two thousand feet and abortion clinics. Right. <laughs> and they- also the the way that they're wording it is it's not that you can't have the abortion clinic there. It's that the abortion clinic can't be there because the protests that occur outside an abortion clinic are disruptive to the school. Okay. I was and just it was ask filed that by the people that that run Protest. the protests. Yeah. Yeah, I was just about to say, I'm like, are they afraid an eight-year-old's going to wander in there and accidentally get an abortion or something? <laughs> yeah, it's 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 amazing, because the people doing the protests, they actually had film on this on, on Vice News. The people doing the protests out in front of the abortion center were arguing to the camera, this, this is interrupting this is the, right the education <laughs> of our students, and that can't happen. So this clinic has to move. Yeah. <sighs> Do you think? Meanwhile, this. Go ahead. Sorry, go no, ahead. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, this guy has already moved because the place that he previously had didn't have like two means of egress from the second floor or some such nonsense, and he didn't have the money to add another staircase inside because it couldn't be a fire escape. I mean, they've they've been harassing him constantly with nitpicky things just to drive him out of business. I'm not surprised that when Ray no. started this article with his first sentence, where there are only five in the entire state and two of them are. And then he paused. I was sure he was going to say traps. <laughs> Two of them are a fake door that you fall into a pit <laughs> and they round you up. I can quote Bible passages at you. Yeah, I was going to say there's priests waiting for you in the pit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So more good news. I'm going to move on. Yeah. Okay. I wanted to. So I brought this up and now I'm not even sure that it's, it's worth even talking about. Pruitt. Uh, Trump's EPA pick. Um, I wanted to talk about him a little bit because he is just pure conservative Christian and anti-environmentalism. He uh, he's he's amazing in how bad he would be as a person for the EPA. <laughs> I'll post I'll post the article, but that's pretty much all I'm going to say about him. The you, right, you could have said the description and just said insert name here for cabinet pick. <laughs> right. You, uh, yeah, but. The reason that I'm just not going to even talk about it anymore is apparently 
and I don't think we covered this in the things that in, that Trump did, but apparently he put a gag order on the EPA so mm-hmm. that they can't do anything about, uh, what was it, the Water Protection Act? That was today, or, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, he put a yeah. gag order on all government scientists or something to that effect, right? Yeah. So Except th- for NASA, yeah. Yeah, so the EPA cannot do anything about making sure that the water and the air is clean, mm-hmm. basically. They, <laughs> it, it handcuffs them. The Environmental Protection Agency can't do anything to protect the environment. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty uh, much. Regulations so, are killing us. <laughs> so the idea that he put Pruitt, I mean, he put Pruitt in charge of this organization and then went, don't worry, you're just getting a check from this. You don't have to do anything. In fact, please don't do anything. In fact, if you could fire a bunch of people, that'd be really good. Yeah. yeah all, all of the, um, the Twitter accounts from the EPA and um, I forget what the department is that, that runs um, the, the federal lands, all those Twitter accounts are all completely silent, have been the last couple of days. Mm. It's great. And I did have under good news, uh, and I'm just striking this out, uh, that Pruitt at one point actually, in his hearing, said that uh, climate change is in no way a hoax. And the person questioning him said, so you disagree with Mr. Trump that he, he said this and you're saying that it's not a hoax? And he just reiterated, climate change is in no way a hoax. Yeah, I'm just striking that. That's not good news. He just said that so that he could get the job. Yeah. Mm. Well, I don't think he needed to say that to get the job. Well, probably not. You're probably <laughs> right. But he is well, now going to uh, to be in charge of the EPA, and we can... Uh, is he confirmed? Oh, is he confirmed? Uh, I can't keep track. I only think a couple <laughs> of them got confirmed, right? Yeah, it's been only been a couple. Mike Mad Dog and... Um, Pompeo got confirmed, right? Yeah. I mean, they're all going to get... I understand they're all going to get confirmed. It's, although, maybe Betsy DeVos. This sounds like she's... It's possible. Oh no! She um, uh, who was it? Someone else got confirmed. Tex Drillerman. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah that's Tex right. <laughs> Marco Rubio is. is such a little twit, man. I fucking hate that yes, guy he now. Is. Again, <laughs> I was on his side for like a second, man. Just a second. Well, he had cojones momentarily, then he lost him again. Yeah. Or the donors were like, "Get on board, or get the fuck out. We're not going to pay yeah. you anymore." <laughs> so the only other stuff I have is, I believe is individual state laws because since Trump is now in office all the states are all the lawmakers are going nuts. Yeah. They think they can get away with anything. This guy in Texas, Tony Tinderholt, state representative, he has introduced a bill if passed it would reduce the number of pregnancies because women would know that there are repercussions. <laughs> it would hold women <laughs> responsible for getting an abortion legally they would be charged as a felony uh, with a felony crime. He says, uh, right now, they don't make it. It's not important to be personally responsible. Consenting adults need to consider the repercussions of their re- sexual relationships. And, yeah, he is all of now. This, this nice. probably won't go through in Texas, okay. but it's a yeah. bill. It's been introduced, and it has to be addressed by their yeah. their local Congress. <laughs> My favorite part about him, though, is the fact that he is a pious Roman Catholic on his fifth marriage to the fourth woman. Fifth marriage to a fourth woman. Yes. So he he redid one of them. Hmm. Yeah. As Ian would say, sounds reasonable. (laughs) Yeah. Absolutely. It's just going to waste some people's time. And I wasn't sure what the situation was. At first, he just seemed like he was some sort of nerd who was like, if I'm not getting laid, no one's getting laid. But apparently, he's just an angry religious dude. Yeah, but not really religious, though. Bec- he's just self-righteous. Well, he's 
Roman Catholic and he hates women. Those are important tenements in any religion. <laughs> He's religious when it's convenient. Uh, I'm going on to Mississippi. Right. Oh, yes. This is, you know, it can only get better. <laughs> the governor of Mississippi, Phil Bryant, has signed HB 1523 into state law. It singles out three specific anti-LGBTQ religious beliefs and grants the holders of those beliefs basically a license to discriminate against uh, LGBTQ for housing, employment, medical treatment, public accommodations, adoptions, and marriage licensing. Medical treatment? Are you kidding? Yeah, I am not kidding in any way. Uh, the medical treatment, I believe, I think that the medical treatment is specifically for transgender operations, that sort of thing. However, that do doesn't really make a, it better, but... <laughs> well, how do you force a surgeon to do a transgender Op, you know, operation. That's kind of a specialty, I would think. Yeah, I don't. I don't understand. How to, They're just trying to make but, it harder. It's not anything. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, definitely doesn't seem reasonable. But this is America. Healthcare is a luxury. People, yeah. your <laughs> your fellow man's well being. It's not your concern. My tax dollars aren't going towards that. That's outrageous. But Jesus said. It is our concern, and actually, your tax dollars are and your tax dollars are going towards Medicaid. (laughs) But Jesus also said to hate the gays, so I'm feeling (laughs) conflicted. Except he didn't. That's Old Testament. So, all right. So, Jews, all right. Do they have an argument? Christians, they don't. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they they do because they cherry pick the uh, the Old Testament anytime they want to. Right. But the moment you start. Reversing any any of that. Well, that's the Old Testament, and Jesus says we don't have to follow that. <laughs> this is the abridged version. But yeah. then Jesus said the stuff about being rich is really bad. But we're going to ignore that part. Yeah, because Jesus put Trump into a place, <laughs> and that's why we don't have to worry about global warming too. Because Jesus will take care of the Earth. Well, guys, didn't you hear <laughs> that it started to rain right when Trump did his speech, and then miraculously God made it stop? For 18 minutes, even though that's bullshit, and everybody, we have cameras. We all saw it was raining, but it stopped. <laughs> Alternative fact. And it was I like God said, no, I'm not going to make it rain on your speech. <laughs> a speech I'm giving in front of the CIA for some fucking reason. <laughs> Sorry. That was horrible. I, I don't want to get us off speech. track. <laughs> well, no, but I think we need to, you know, declare how the horribleness of that speech and what he did. I mean, he stood in front of a wall which commemorates people that were killed in the line of duty in the CIA, and he talked about his crowd size. I mean, come on. <laughs> and, and he actually said later, right, yeah, I probably shouldn't didn't have done that. I forgot I was president. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I think he actually might be um, Alzheimer-ish. Nope. <laughs> Thus proving my theory, he is going to quit in a year and a half. <laughs> <laughs> At this rate, the damage will be done. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah, we didn't say things were going to get better when he quits. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. I just said he's going to quit. <laughs> the next thing I have is Wyoming. Take what happened in Mississippi and copy it over, basically. Yeah. Uh, except it hasn't passed yet. It hasn't been signed into law. It was a bill introduced to the House, the state house, that allows for LGBT community discrimination as long as it is done for religious or moral re- uh, reasons. doesn't actually have to be religious. You could just cite moral reasons. 
So something weird is is kind of it's starting now in the United States. I mean, it's been happening for a long time, but I think it's going to accelerate now. Is that all these companies are going to pull out of? I mean, they've, they've already started to pull, they threatened to pull out of North Carolina. They threatened to pull out of Indiana. I think they're really going to start pulling out of all of these backass backwards states and go to the progressive states. And we're going to end up with two Americas, way more than we have currently. Who cares what those Hollywood elites are going to do telling me what I need to think? <laughs> Fuck you, Madonna. <laughs> But all, all of the all of the you know the corporations that actually care about their employees, the people that are progressive and and you know make money and have products that people want to buy, it's going to completely divide this country. No, <sighs> those companies that you're imagining are like three companies. I think it's more than that. I mean, North Carolina faced a big backlash. I mean, from sports organizations, from all kinds. Oh of yeah, people. with with if you want to get through to the states, it's hit them in the pocket, and right. so that's a perfect way to do it, and that's fine. I think it's going to happen. It's ha- I mean, it's – but – it's Well, it's already happened. I mean, and this is what I keep trying to tell everybody. There is less of them than there are of us. Mm-hmm. If anything, Saturday fucking proved that in spades. Yeah. And the only yeah. problem is, is that the Democrats, these stupid fucking idiot Democrats, <laughs> lost everything because they didn't know what they were doing with Hillary Clinton and put all them in power. So let them – I mean, seriously, I, let them do what they want and get their shit done because – it's if if, if Saturday yeah if Saturday proved anything we're, nobody's going to take that shit and there's no. going to be protests and, and there's and listen there are just more of us than them and that that is the only way I get to sleep at night I I think that's true and I'm not I don't want to do this podcast to to make people depressed <laughs> too late <laughs> I, I want to put I want to put these things out there so that people can can know they're going on and maybe have an idea of how to fight back and what they're fighting against mm. yeah. And encourage people to get, you know, get involved in local politics, get involved in state politics. Fucking vote. Get out there and vote. Yeah. I mean, listen, there are going to be some shitty laws that are going to go through, and there's nothing we can do about that. We can rant and rave all we want, but, like, legislatively, we just cannot do anything because they lost everything. But yeah. you can get out there and protest. You can, you know, whatever you need to do. I mean, that's what you got to do and let them know. I mean, it's not – that's the only problem is, is that like a normal Republican president might go, oh, the people seem to not like this and maybe I should rethink mm-hmm. this. Whereas Trump's just like, oh, they love it you know, and go <laughs> along. But th- that's fine. In two years, you, we can get them out of there. I made I, – I have another prediction, Ian. <laughs> okay. Uh-oh. It's kind of an alternate <laughs> prediction. If Trump does manage to make it four years, no way in fucking hell does he get another four years. No way. If we can – He already has a slogan. Yeah. Keep America great. <laughs> exclamation yeah. point. Um, but trademark it with and without the exclamation point now. <laughs> and that is only if we can keep the momentum going. And I know how millennials get lazy. but Super lazy. But The non-voting, yeah. what Karen mentioned, was the biggest, you know, on all levels. The, the, the county in which I reside, I think that Democrats outnumber Republicans like two to one. And... It goes Republican every election. Every election. Well, that's that's because, I mean, listen, we're the artists, the pot smokers. I mean, we get lazy. There's just no way to get around it, especially when you tell the person she's going to win by 40 points. She's going to win by 30 points. Oh, okay. I don't need to go out that day. Voting doesn't take effort. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they were just on, uh, on Seth Meyers, the number one podcast on iTunes. They spent their entire time. They used to work in the, with Obama. They were speechwriters, and and they they had this podcast. And 
they kept saying over and over again that the, the Democrats who were worried about Trump being elected are just mm. bedwetters. Mm. They constantly were putting out this message that, no, Hillary's Ugh. got this. It's, and they're the number one mm. podcast on iTunes. I wonder why nobody went out and voted. I'm, and and again, and I've said this before, that is just part of it. There's a lot of factors into this, but that is one of them. I mean, the fa- I, if it had been Bernie, I feel these kids would have been energized to get out there. There was a lot. There were a lot of people that couldn't vote because all those people that have you know three jobs that pay ten dollars an hour and are just making ends meet to feed their families, they couldn't. There was no time. They don't have time in any given day to do anything like that. Especially That's true in inner too. cities, I mean, like I the, said, that it should be a holiday. There's so many factors. It should be. You know. Yeah. I mean, especially in the inner cities. I mean, where I vote, you know, it took me ten minutes. Yeah. But you can you can spend hours in line in some places, and that is on purpose. Yeah. Absolutely. What were we talking All right. about? Yeah. <laughs> I think we're going to uh, I think we're going to start to make a push to make voting day a national holiday. Yeah, except it needs that to be. It, it won't still won't work though because McDonald's will still be open and Big Lots will still be open and Ollie's will still be open because they're all they're currently open on Christmas Day. Why would they be closed on voting day? So the people. Yeah, but even we- even if even if it creates a you know it's any percentage a ten percent surge in voting, yeah. it's worth it. Sure. It would help, yeah, because a lot of places would close. But, but a lot of the service industry, though, where you make $10 an hour, whereas just all these people that can't vote still wouldn't be able to. Right. If it's right. a national it's holiday, it, though, but... if it's a national mm-hmm. holiday, do they get paid overtime? No, only – no. Only if they work an individual job more than 40 hours. Really? Because when, uh, when I was when – when real estate was bad and I was working at that convenience store – uh, I opted to work all holidays since I didn't give a shit, and I always got overtime for them because it was national. And then there was like certain holidays to be like, "Hey, it's Fourth of July. Why don't I get paid for this?" Or not Fourth of July. Uh, there's some other holiday. I can't remember what it was. And they're like, "Nope, it's got to be if the bank's closed, then you get paid overtime." And I was like, "Oh, I, you, I, th- I don't think that's required. I think that's oh. um, just largesse <laughs> or incentive to get people to work that day." Damn it, I was duped. <laughs> well, so the last couple <laughs> things that I have in state laws. Um, this is. Not a state law, not, uh, but it is the state Supreme Court in Texas has been pressured by GOP leaders to, uh, to take a case. So the case was presented to them in September. They voted eight to one to reject the case that it wasn't something that they should address. And they then received, since then, they've received a lot of GOP pressure and they have decided what? to take the case. Uh, and it what? is a case against gay marriage in Texas. But that's there are, there are three branches of the government: the judiciary, the uh, I don't know what the other two are, but executive the, and legislative. Thank you. Exec, they're executive, um, and no, what is it? So judiciary and legislative are separate. They're not supposed to do that. Correct. That's against the rules. That's what I was wondering. I was like, are you allowed to pressure the no. Supreme Court? A a friend of the court brief. And there's a link in the article uh, that you can look at. Signed by 70 Republican politicians was sent to the court. Why, why would they back down? I, I'm not really sure. But they did, and they're going to look at it. Now, granted, it was voted 8 to 1 that they weren't even going to look at it. The likelihood of them actually <laughs> ruling on the case in a, uh, you know, to ban gay marriage in the state seems highly unlikely. Well, they can't do that anyway, can they? I mean, the U.S. Supreme Court said it was legal. I don't know. I'm sure it's a runaround. It's probably a loophole. Yeah. Where does a yeah. federal statute? It, well, I guess you know marijuana is. So I again, I don't, I don't, I don't have the answer to that question. I just brought it up because I think this is just another example of 
since Trump is president, we have a whole bunch of conservative GOP members who think that they can get away with anything now, even pressuring the state Supreme Court to take cases <laughs> that they clearly shouldn't be uh, be handling. They've been held back for eight years, Ray. <laughs> wow. As a, as a co-worker posted on Facebook, when Trump was elected, a sigh of relief was heard throughout the country. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> Only 27% like, of it. You're delusional. <laughs> I see that all the time on my Facebook feed, too. I don't I don't understand how people I mean again alternative facts but no, uh, Obama not, no, that's has not alternative facts right that is stupid simple mindedness is what it is Yeah absolutely Obama had what was it he's tied for the third highest uh approval rating of any uh president leaving office it was like Ronald Reagan Clinton and <laughs> he's tied with I don't remember who he's tied with but in any case, th- that apparently is just that's just a lie to uh, to the people in the in the GOP bubble. Yeah, they're they they yell the loudest. And that's another problem. We need to yell just as loud as them. I mean, I see this, well, these these pages in Milford. These fucking morons are like 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 Jesus has come down for off the fucking golden elevator. Like <laughs> they seriously like they're typing it in all caps. Praise Trump. Things are going to be so great. This is going to be so awesome. I can't believe it. He's such a beautiful man. And oh, my God, I love him so much. I'm like, this is the shit I see. I'm like, that you've got to have half a fucking brain. What do they think he's going to do? I don't know. Make all white people rich? I really don't know. <laughs> well, what is the utopia that they're looking for and expecting? Well, here's the thing. The maj- At least the ones I see, this does not represent all Trump voters, but the ones mm-hmm. I see... They seriously hate black people. They're not coming out exactly and saying it, but they do. Not big fans of women either, because a lot of stuff I saw in the Women's March were, look at these fat, stupid pigs, and what do they fucking want, and they're so stupid, and this and that. I mean, like, it's just, I really think that they think there's going to be a total whitewash of the country. They they want things to go back to the way that it was before there were hippies. They want the women in the house... The Mexicans in Mexico, the the all the blacks subservient, and they want the white people in charge of everything. Yeah, I really think that's what they want. Oh, and homosexuals. Wow. Homosexuals need to be in the, in the closet and be able to be made fun of anytime you want. Or in California, sure. But <laughs> the odd part is, is like I have people that I went to high school with. Now I'm only forty one. So when I was in high school, it was. The early 90s and the, you know, and late 80s. And I have people who I graduate with are like, I wish it was like it was when I was a kid, you know. It is. but well, In a sense, but not really, because I'm like, well, what exactly are you talking about? You know, if yeah. you're not, if you must be thinking where gay people were dying from AIDS and Ronald Reagan wouldn't even acknowledge it. Uh, women mm. didn't get paid as much as men. Oh, wait, that's still a thing. That's still a thing. <laughs> you know, gay people couldn't get married. I'm like, all these horrible fucking things. I'm like, that's what you want? I mean, like, I just, it's got to be racism, right? <laughs> or homophobia. I mean. Sexism. Misogyny. Yeah. It is, it is all those things masked as the good old days. I think people are just confused because they were children in the good old days and didn't have any responsibilities. So they thought it was awesome and didn't realize that it was not awesome. It's part of it that they were, you know, promised the American dream and they are working at a shitty job for a shitty boss and they're, they're, they, they want what was guaranteed to them. Sure. Hmm. I don't, I don't doubt that there, there are definitely uh, some hiccups along the way. I think the, uh, the, the, the student loan system has gotten a bit out of control. (laughs) 
Sure. But yeah, but Trump's <laughs> not even addressing that. <laughs> no, he doesn't care about them. No. The, I don't that's the part that kills me. The fantasy that these people who are making somewhere between 28 to 32,000 a year and they're like, "Yeah, Donald Trump, he's the man. He's good. it's going to be awesome. He hates you." He hates you with every fiber of his being. I, I don't think he's actually worse than that. I don't think he hates them. He just doesn't care about yeah, you. Yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't even think about you. He doesn't acknowledge that you exist. You are a ant to him. You are nothing to him. Yeah, because and I say to like people I, who friends of mine who I can actually talk openly about this. I'm like, do you really think before this election that Donald Trump was sitting at the top of Trump Tower, going to bed at night with Melania, and like leans over and he's like. Melania, I'm so concerned about the American manufacturing worker. What can I do? Like, you really think that's what this fucker? I mean, everything that he has said to the has been to the contrary of him having any empathy for another person. I, yeah. I'm going to use that, by the way. <laughs> well, I'm glad it was recorded that I said it first. <laughs> that is such a good point. What I, I was going to say because, and I, I feel like they should know that it was the complete opposite. That you know. Trump suits are made in Indonesia. Trump ties are made in Taiwan. All of the the, the businesses that are going to feel the wrath of Trump if they try to, you know, move their companies elsewhere are him. Yeah. He was them this whole time. He is not going to do a 180 now that he's the president. He is just going to get richer, hate you guys more, <laughs> and then disappear into – well, he should be dead soon. Yeah. And, well, you know, he'll be rich. Well, and then there's this talk about the H one, was it H one B visas? I think they are. So you know, workers having coming into the into the country, IT workers is the big thing currently. You get uh, international IT workers; they need a visa to come into the country, and you're only ever supposed to hire them when you cannot find qualified candidates locally, American citizens. That's the rule. He hired people to clean hotel rooms on H one B visas because he couldn't mm. find people locally to clean hotel rooms. They couldn't find people that were skilled enough to clean hotel rooms. <laughs> so jobs, no. It, it's all about the people that he can pay minimum wage to, not give health care to, forever. Yeah. That's that's what he that's wants. That's not true. I bet those people wish they were getting minimum wage. <laughs> well, yeah. But the question is, per room. <laughs> do they ever – will they ever come to that realization? Will they be able to admit that they were wrong? Will an Eagles fan ever not be an Eagles fan? No. <sighs> Because they are the worst. What? <laughs> they are the well, most I, despicable fans on the planet. No, they're not. Dallas yeah. Cowboys fans. Come no, on. No, not even close. <laughs> That's America's team, yo. <laughs> no, but seriously, you are correct, and you have a good point. Equally seriously, Eagles fans are the worst. <laughs> By the way, I am not that big of a football fan, but if I had a team to root behind, it would be the Eagles. <laughs> Geographically. <laughs> I lived with a lot of people from Philly when I was in college, so... Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the last thing I have on the list is to do with anti-vaxxers, just when you thought they were gone. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this relates to Trump again, because Trump has said, quote, you take this little beautiful baby and you pump. I mean, it looks just like it's meant for a horse, not for a child. Uh, he goes on to talk about how we had so many instances, people that work for me. Just the other day, a beautiful child, two years old, went to have a vaccine, came back a week later, had a tremendous fever, got very sick, and is now autistic. <laughs> now, that's from Trump. 
Now he said something about he 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 believes in doing the vaccines, just not all at once or something. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was yeah. he walked it back a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So apparently there is a group of doctors. I'm going to again. That's in quotes. <laughs> well, it doesn't need to be in quotes. Any doctor doesn't doesn't mean you're a medical doctor. You could is, be, they could be they could be chiropractors. They could be Reiki practitioners. <laughs> they could be anything. Bill Cosby's a doctor. <laughs> you could have a doctor in, in liberal arts. Doctorate. Doctor in of arts. rapeology. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. Um, there is a group of doctors who are saying that introducing vaccines to a kid evidence suggests various adverse reactions. If the parents say, "I'm going to wait on that one," the doctor says. That's okay. So apparently, there's uh, there's like a, a like an underground movement that is happening in the medical profession, and one of the people cited in this article. This article is on theatlantic.com. His name is Brandis. He is basically he says we're hoping to find a pediatrician pediatric group who are all MDs, but open-minded to alternative medicine, as well uh. as less aggressive vaccination schedules. Yeah, I don't think you're going to find that. That's not going to happen. I mean, the, the physicians in this country need to follow the requirements of um, the AMA, is it? Yeah, but I don't know. I who guess. runs the AMA? Uh, <laughs> you think no. that's it's not possible for this to change? <laughs> it's just that, is that all it takes? Is it take one generation and then it's gone? Like oh, have yeah. we been have we been disease free for such a short amount of time? But it's been like one full generation just because no one like none of our parents are walking around on polio crutches. Like oh, we've but- forgotten. That's exactly it. Let me give you a quote from this guy. <laughs> Measles isn't going to kill your kid anymore. This isn't the late eighteen hundreds when sanitary conditions were horrible. Kids are supposed to get sick. They're supposed to get childhood illnesses. That's what builds the immune system. That is a not true statement at all. Correct. Wow. Based on it wasn't the sanitary conditions aren't the uh, <laughs> It was the introduction of vaccines. It's just that straightforward. You know, yeah. my mother lived before the polio vaccine was available to everybody. And mm. when I found this out, because I was talking to her about Jonas Salk, I was like, oh, my God. I go, I didn't even realize that you were around before, you know, the vaccine. I go, what was it like? She goes, it was fucking horrible. She goes, yeah. we never left the house. You couldn't leave the house. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, well, there was an outbreak. <laughs> she's like, we couldn't go to public pools. We couldn't. You, we weren't allowed to be around other kids. It was she's like, it was horrible. And I go, what was it like after the, the vaccine? She goes. Well, we got there, but it wasn't like the next day we were all running around the streets, you know. And <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah. And I'm, but maybe this is a good thing. Maybe this will weed out morons. <laughs> no, because it, it will. It weeds it will out the wreck. morons' children, right? And yeah. it it wrecks. Um, you know, it makes it makes the whole the whole thing the the herd immunization. It starts to weaken, and then you know you shouldn't be you shouldn't even be exposed. To rubella anymore, and now right. your kids are going to be, you know, thrown into that that pool, you know. Oh, so, right. but if because uh, I was in the again, I'm no doctor or anything like that. I thought if your kid had the vaccine, then he would be fine. If no. your kid has the vaccine, you have 70, 80 percent chance of being resistant to whatever oh, okay. the vaccine was for. Yeah, they don't always work. So the way it is, they introduce the vaccine introduces dead cells of whatever the the problematic disease 
whatever it is. They introduce like dead cells into your system. So these dead cells can't possibly cause, like the polio vaccine, they can't cause polio. But it, because the dead cells are there, your system looks at these cells and says, this shouldn't be here. I'm going to try and build a way, a, 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 like a white blood cell that, that is able to deal with it. Oh, okay. Right. And some of the, most of the time it works. And now you're, now that kid is immune to that problem, whatever the right. disease was. But and sometimes the body goes, well, I'm going to make something that kills that dead cell. And it makes this mutated thing that doesn't really affect polio or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But the herd being immune also prevents that 20 to 30 percent of the population who doesn't have the, the good defense. It protects them. It insulates them. That's why you should get a flu shot, because regardless of whether you think it's dangerous for you, it is dangerous for other people that you encounter. Oh, exactly. Yeah. I learned something. Thank you. Yeah, sure. <laughs> well, Ian, you must be scared shitless then. Um, I'm disappointed. <laughs> and, and I'm nervous. I mean, I don't know. Owen has all his vaccines. He's ready. He's ready to go until he starts school. Then he'll get a couple more. But and again, spreading them out, that is a fantasy. I mean, I guess like here is also something that, will you know, these this shady underground movement, whether you completely dismiss it or not, all you know, all they're doing is planting seeds of doubt in your head. And even if you're smart enough to know better, when you go there at first, you're like, oh, I don't know. You know, even though it's totally fictional, now I'm still nervous because there's an imaginary chance that something could go wrong. Maybe we can spread out the vaccines and he'll still get them all, but he won't get them all at once. Mm-hmm. And then you see him get that one shot and how much it hurts him and how sad he is. And you're like, no. yeah, absolutely. I want to stretch that out as long as possible. <laughs> even though it will make absolutely no difference. And then your tune changes, hopefully. <laughs> well, I swear my mother took the complete opposite approach to that. She, I believe she reveled in me getting hurt and liked it and been like, give him more. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if there were extra vaccines that I could get for Owen, I would. If they as actually soon- did extra, yeah. Yeah, or, you know, if it were effective. And, I, I, you know, I've got them all in my mind. As soon as he can get that one that uh, makes you not get HPV, mm. he's getting that. I'm pumped about that one. That's a I wish one. I could have gotten that one. So the last thing I wanted to bring up on this anti-vex thing, I mentioned that this Brandis guy is trying to, you know, he's kind of trying to lead the way and uh, make it possible for, for parents to not have to vaccinate. He is a naturopathic physician. We mentioned these a couple episodes ago. Uh, It's a type of alternative medicine where they use herbs and supplements and lifestyle changes uh, as opposed to going to an actual doctor. Uh, 20 states now license them to practice. Cool. That's why he's trying to get. That's why he's trying to get doctors involved, actual MDs, because naturopathic physicians are NDs. Cool. So they're not. They're not kill themselves. Well, I think the, the the question you asked a little earlier, Ian, though, about, um, ha, you know, have we turned a corner on, you know, the, the healthy population of humans? And I, I think America and much of Europe has enjoyed, a, you know, a healthy population. But there's still polio in parts of the world. Where is in uh, Pakistan? Yeah. And there is a, a concerted effort by fundamentalists, Islamists in that country to not get children immunized because they think that you know the the Western countries are trying to poison their children. So awesome. yeah, can we slide backwards? We can definitely slide backwards. Oh, I'm sure we can. I just I guess I I thought it would take longer for people to turn a blind eye to history because it's recent history. 
It is. It's well, one generation ago, and they're like, well, it didn't affect me personally. That mm-hmm. means it's not real. When I was a kid, I used to help. Uh, there was a lady that um, lived up the street from us that she raised uh, Shelties. She had polio as a child. And so it, she never got married. Um, she always lived in a very small place because she couldn't get around, around very well. And she raised Shelties, and that's what she did for a living. And she lived kind of a rough existence, and her health would come and go. But And she could get around, but not very well. But, yeah, she had polio. We should throw a couple kids in some iron lungs and then see if that gets a message <laughs> to her. <laughs> yeah. It just shocks me how quickly we forget. Yeah. I blame reality TV. IQ, too. Specifically <laughs> The Apprentice. <laughs> Well, I, I blame the the uh, the cleanliness of our society. People don't understand what a real ugly disease is like, and I think uh, Zika virus kind of woke woke people up a little bit because that's terrifying. Right, <laughs> but again, only barely. And people are already forgetting about Zika. Yeah, they are. Zika is going to go the way of the avian flu. It's going to go the way of SARS. It's going to go the way of every d- disease epidemic phenomenon that only let. I just I, I'm with Jared. I blame. Actually, I if appropriate to the show, I blame religion. People yeah. are so desperate not to deal with the idea of their own mortality, they will distract themselves in any way. And history is too based in reality, so they have to go with the thing that's least based in reality, which is reality TV hmm. and other shitty distractions. And they forget that only 80 years ago, people were dying of smallpox and polio and things like that. And then vaccines came and saved the day. And now they're like, yeah, vaccines. I don't know. Do they really do anything? <laughs> well, listen, maybe that guy being head of the FCC and fucking up net neutrality might be a good thing. If people are on the, on the Internet as much and don't have these echo chambers to talk to each other in about dumb shit like being an anti-vaxxer, maybe things will level out eventually. <laughs> oh, they won't stop people from being on the Internet. Unfortunately, it'll just drive the price up ridiculously and it will just limit the amount of content you can see yeah well I, so listen, all the fr- yeah all the free thinkers will be forced off the internet and all of the <laughs> reality tv celebrities and the youtube i'm making air quotes for no reason celebrities <laughs> will be will be our new voices well yeah, it's to prevent the you know the free thought and and to control the the message to the populace totally why don't these people distract themselves with video games like me he doesn't get here to tell me anything about what I should do with vaccines and gay people and shit. Why so, do because God. I guess. Come on, Jared. We need you. Why won't you lead a violent uprising? <laughs> you know, listen, I was thinking about it the other day because there's this new... <laughs> no. <laughs> there's, a, there's a new a new group forming this thing called the Justice Democrats. It's a really dumb name. It's a terrible well, name, but go it on. It started out as they used a hashtag called Just Us. And it got formed into justice. But it's all about bringing progressives together and kind of like hijacking the Democratic Party because the Democratic Party is – they're just as bad with corporations and donors and shit like that. I was like, man, th- that's another step closer into my reason party that I want to do. And I was like, why – I should just head this up. And I'm like, God, I have so many skeletons in my closet. Like I just couldn't get past that <laughs> shit on how many times I've been arrested and – I've been in jail and, you know, and just all kinds of shit. I'm like, I need to be like, I need to be like the, uh, uh, who's the Breitbart guy? Steve Bannon. Yeah, I need to be the Steve Bannon behind <laughs> my, the guy that I'm going to put forward. Okay, you're going to be, you're going to be the Steve Bannon of the Reason Party. Yeah, I got to find somebody, though, who's clean cut that I can put out there. But apparently in this day and age, uh, not paying your taxes will make you president of the United States. 
Yeah. <laughs> so we went over a whole bunch of negative uh, state news, but I wanted to bring up a couple. Uh, th- there are a couple good newses that oh. have uh, come. So uh, uh, Oregon's came up and joined Minnesota, Colorado, Massachusetts, and New York. Democratic lawmakers are advancing bills to make uh, the Affordable Care Act work in their state, whether it's federally funded or not. Hmm. Good for them. So they are basically keeping the mandatory insurance coverage, the free contraception, basically uh, what what people recognize as being part of Obamacare. They're they're putting House Bill two two three two forward that would, like I said, put uh, the Affordable Care Act in place in their state, even if the federal government gets rid of it. So yay, there's one. <laughs> New Mexico. Legislators are trying to outlaw conversion therapy. Wow, no way. Yes. In New Mexico? Yeah. Wow, yeah, have they been to the American Southwest? That place is weird. <laughs> <laughs> Director of Equality, New Mexico, Amber Royster, 36 years old, openly gay, and is working to get Bill Senate Bill 121 passed to prohibit the use of conversion therapy, uh, specifically on minors. If you're an adult and you want that, well, nobody can stop you. And sure. I'm, I'm okay with that. I still think it's stupid, but if you're an adult, you can do stupid things. Many do. Now, I was going to say, now, if if they could, again, to, to stick with Jared's theme of fighting fire with fire, if she can find someone to word this bill in an appropriately confusing way, so it sounds really conservative or doesn't give you all the details like our uh, when we were voting on the judge retirement age. Right. Where they totally worked as hard as they could to deceive you. Like, that's what this bill needs to be. It needs to be like, I, I haven't even had time to think. Religious freedom? Something, yeah. something? <laughs> um, And Karen, you had something mm-hmm. that I didn't actually have the time to read. So no. You- well, I found there was a, a happy article today about ex-Jehovah's uh, Witnesses have started a subreddit called XJW Selfies, and it's the whole point of it, and it's just a small point, but it, it made me happy, was the whole point of it is to um, post pictures, selfies of yourself being happy in whatever circumstance as an ex-Jehovah's Witness. Um, the ex-Mormons have picked it up too. They have an ex-Mormons selfies subreddit. Um, it's just pictures of um, ex Mormons, ex Jehovah's Witnesses. I was going to say you had me at ex Jehovah's Witness. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, the whole point of it is is that both of these religions and many other religions say that if you leave the religion, you won't be happy. So the whole point of this is to show that you're happy as an ex whatever. Right. Like oh that's that's just cool. That reminds yeah. me of that chapter in Pendulette's book God No, where he talks about taking out. Uh, Hasidic Jews who have decided to leave the religion for their first bacon cheeseburgers and pork chops and shit like that, and just <laughs> getting so much joy out of watching them eat those things and the looks on their faces. <laughs> I need to read that book. I bought that book a while back and I've never oh, read it. Oh, that's great. <laughs> all right. That's all I have. Does anybody have anything else that we missed? No. Uh, I think, Jared, no, you're not going to tell us about the New York Times no, anymore? No, I have to pee so bad. I'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> you're a monster. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> All right, I'll wrap it up then. 
Uh, so want to thank everyone for listening this week. If you have any comments or questions or if you'd like to ask us something, uh, you can go to ProfaneArgument.com and leave us a comment there. I'd like to also encourage you to listen to Soon To Be Named Network. You can find the shows on our webpage or at SoonToBeNamedNetwork.com. Uh, a whole bunch of different podcasts and shows that you might find interesting. And if you'd like to support this podcast, you can give us a review on iTunes, subscribe on YouTube, uh, follow us on SoundCloud, or if you'd like to go to the webpage and buy a t-shirt, you can now. So there's that. So yeah, that's all I've got for this week. And uh, I want to thank everyone for listening. And until next time, I'm Ray. I'm Karen. I'm Ian. Jared. <laughs> uh, this is Jared. <laughs> I gotta pee. <laughs> Badly. Thank you. Good night. And may your God go with you. Uh, goodbye, friends. Thank you.